Welcome in yet again to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I'm Samantha Jones. And here we are, episode 118. 118. Wow. I know. It's getting up there. What's our topic? This is the truth about men and women. Oh. Yeah, we're going to talk more about relationships. So you want to play like that? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. But before we do, anything from last week? Yes, last week we did the five love languages, and we got some really good comments from that, and I hope that everybody learned a little bit about their spouse and significant other, you know, maybe took with them what they learned so that it helped their relationships. You know, that's yeah. kind of the comments that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to remind everybody about the podcast awards one last time, because this is the last week that there is for nominating podcasts for the People's Choice Podcast mm-hmm. Awards. Yeah. So if you haven't yet, we would love for you to take a minute to go to the podcastawards.com and in the categories of religion and spirituality, and then the very top category, which is the Adam Curry People's Choice Award, you will find us in there. Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. It's in alphabetical order. You pick us and you submit it and it nominates us. Right. And we would love it if you would do that for us. Right. There's six more days as yes. of the day of recording. So Cool. Yeah. Please. So, thank you very much for thank doing you. that to everybody that has and will and, you know, taking your time. We appreciate it so much. Totally. Yep. Awesome. And then every week we answer two questions. Yep. So let's start with Charlie's question this week. He asked, why is it that your body may feel like you're not in sync spiritually, but you are still being shown signs that you are connected spiritually? And I said, that's a good question. I said, but can you like elaborate a little bit more on what you're feeling? And he said, yes, there's just like a feeling I get, but I don't know how to describe it. It's just like I can feel it happening. So, so I can tell you that like I, through this whole process, which has been like almost three or four years, Mm. been like three and a half, four years, it's like a roller coaster. Mm. You know, my spirituality is not on the same level. Neither is yours. You have those dips, but I think the universe wants to remind us when we have those dips that they're not going anywhere. We're the ones that have to work harder for the connection. But let me explain why we have to work harder for the connection. Because I was actually talking to Charlie earlier. He was meditating and he thought about me. And then he went back and saw that I had responded to his question. Mm -hmm. And so he felt that I had responded to the question. And I told him, you know, that's your, your psychic ability, right? And he said, oh, so like, does it get stronger you know, the more connected I, I am. Yes, the more you meditate, the more you meditate regular life away, mm-hmm. the more you get rid of the other thoughts, right. the more they can come in because it's all about vibration. Yeah. And so they have a really, really high vibration, like higher than anything that we can imagine, right? Yeah. And if our vibration is really low, they have to match ours in order to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. So they have to come down really, really low, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't leave them a whole lot of energy. I'm explaining this correctly, right? Yeah, it sounds 
That's a good a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So they have to match our energy, and they can only come down so far. Really, you know, they can't come into our depressive states of mind and really, really get in there. They can just show us the signs. So they the signs may slow down when you're really down, but they never want to stop entirely because that's just making you then believe that there's nothing there. So those signs are going to continue. And they're usually even a push to say, hey, come on, you know, let's get moving on this. Let's let's keep moving forward just because you're having a rough day or you're not feeling it, you know. Right. But you will always, like, I truly believe that once you get to a certain level in this this spiritual awakening, as long as you, like, believe it and you go with it, You'll never lose that again. Mm. I will always be psychic. I will always have those feelings, and they are just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm. Now I can, you know, backpedal a little bit, and but they're still going to be there because I've worked hard and I've built it like a muscle. You mm. know, it's like going to the gym to build your your abs. You're not going to lose them overnight. Right. You know, you may eventually lose them, but you're not going to lose them overnight. It takes right. time. So you, you know, you go back and then you build more. So. Well, so. in, in regards to this question, though, because he was talking about the body part of it. Mm-hmm. So I at first was thinking, well, as you get older, like you just yeah. have pain, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes. So that's the but getting your body in sync is, is kind of what he's asking with. Yeah, that's why I kind of took it more as like the mind, like he just meant the way he feels in general. I wasn't taking oh, okay. it as the literal body. I was I, taking yeah, it more I, about the way he feels. I got confused. And um, I may be wrong, but that's that's how I took yeah. it, you know, because, I mean, does your body have like, you know, physical signs <laughs> when you're not connected? When I'm not, like, if I'm eating bad or I'm not feeling good, I might not be as connected just because of those things. If mm. I have a really bad headache, that can kind of get in, in your way. So mm. there are definitely things, you know physically wise too that can get in the way of your connection but at the end of the day the answer is still the same and that is they're always there and they're always rooting for you and they're always want to show you the signs because they want you to continue on this path right you know yeah yeah Yeah. i agree very good hope that that answered your question charlie and this question is from emily she asked do you feel spirits or get psychic messages about people when you are out in public I do. Um, and I try not to, like, I really try and separate my life and I've worked hard at that. Um, my mother is always in my head though. So sometimes I can hear things from her, you know, or, you know, just randomly, maybe somebody will bring up that they have a, a past loved one. And then I'm, I'll know that that past loved one, if I allow them to come in will, right. so I can do one or two things with it. I can be like, no, 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 no. You know, if I'm in a situation where like, I don't want to talk to a spirit, Sorry, we're, you know, close. we're close, there's my clothes sign. <laughs> um, that's on the spirit side though. On the psychic feeling side, um, yes, I can, I, it's like there's an on-off switch. So sometimes I will get things automatically, yes, but I can also flip the switch on and try and figure things out. Um, at the very beginning, when I learned about my abilities, I remember once we went out to dinner at this place called Presto Pasta, and it's like a little like fast food pasta place. Right. And I saw this girl that was working there, and I got this feeling that she was into some kind of competitive sport. I can't remember what I thought it was. <clears throat> I was I was just a baby medium at the time, so I was just learning how to use these abilities, you know. And I told you, I'm like, I'm getting these feelings about her, and you wanted to know. You're like, we need confirmation. Oh, yeah. You know, 
And so you asked her, you're like, you look really familiar. Do you play, I can't remember what sport you said, softball or something. And she's like, no, I play soccer, competitive soccer. So I will get things like that. You know, um, there was one time I remember we were out and there was a halo around somebody like a huge, like I could see their aura. I think we were at the deli. I think I told you just totally around him was just white light and i i still don't know what it meant right like i was thinking oh god i hope this guy is not gonna die yeah. was one thought another one was he's just surrounded by protective light because wow. you know maybe that's something that his loved ones give him or maybe he was a very spiritual person and so he had that because i do that i put like a you know a shield up around me right. maybe it was just his shield that i was seeing but it was a trip to be able to that see that cool. yeah so, yeah. And I think sometimes you, too, like, feel things intuitively from people. Maybe not so message, so messages, but, like, you might look at somebody and, yeah. you know, be like, oh, I, I, I don't know why, but, you know. Like definitely the energy a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when I look at other people, if I stare closely, like, kind of, you know, not directly, like, kind of somewhere between the background and the outline of their head or something, mm-hmm. I can see their aura. Yeah, for sure. You know, I can see... A glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So so I hope that that answers your question, Emily. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. So that's all that I have for you from last week. Cool. All right, then. Episode 118, The Truth About Men and Women. The Truth About Men and Women. So we were like going back and forth on what to call this episode because at the very beginning, I, I said this last week, too, that I thought, oh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Sounds like a good good name, good way to go with this. Right. But though I've never read the book, mm-hmm. and then I started doing the research online for like what is actually in this book, and I started to realize that I agreed with it less and less. So it wasn't a great name. Plus, it was kind of like plagiarism, maybe. Like we didn't want yeah. to get in trouble, you know. Right, we don't right. know. Can we use that, <laughs> or is that because it's a book title? We can't. Whatever. And then I was thinking, okay, the truth about cats and dogs is a really good movie about the differences about men and women and mm-hmm. how men look at women and that kind of thing. And so. Like the truth about men and women. Right there we go. So Pretty that's blanket what, statement. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Just how men and women are so different. What Very. makes us different? Yeah, and how we can. It doesn't have to be a disadvantage. Right. I think we feel like it is. Yeah, but it is the biggest truth about all of this is that we are totally different. We're human we in yeah. species, but we're very different. I was trying to explain to you earlier how, like, when I was putting this episode together and I was getting, like, messages, the way that the other side was kind of trying to explain this to me. And so I'm going to try and explain this best I can. Okay. We can say men are from Mars and women are from Venus. You know, those are two different things. We, we know maybe what that means. Maybe there's people that don't know what that means. And basically what it means is that they are very different. Mars is very, very different from Venus. Venus is more like, we see it like a beautiful, you know, blue and green kind of planet. And then there's Mars that is, you know, more hard or whatever. You can look at it, you know, however you want to look at it. So anyways, it's not that cut and dry. All men are not created one way and all women are not created one way. So we have like a scale. So let's take the Venus scale and we'll take the Mars scale, okay? Okay. And there's like a scale of 1 to 10 on the Venus and a scale of 1 to 10 on the Mars. Men can be anywhere on that scale 
of one to 10 on their Mars. It doesn't mean that they're completely on one end of, you know, they're hard men, you know, they think this, this rugged way, they're man's Mm -hmm. man, that kind of thing. You know, you may have a man that's more on the feminine side. And so there's a scale. Mm -hmm. Same with women. I'm not completely feminine. I have a lot of masculine qualities. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to understand men better. So I'd put myself somewhere in the middle of that Venus you know, right. and I put you somewhere probably middle of of the Mars uh, one too, mm-hmm. really, because you have a lot of feminine qual- qualities as well. Well, obviously, I, I agree with everything you said, and I think that your environment, your upbringing, has a tremendous amount to do with that. Oh yeah, your soul itself is your soul, but you're still um, coming into a new life, right, and learning about something new. Yeah, it's a new experience. But your upbringing has a lot to do with it. So take, for instance, you had um, most of your life with no siblings. And then your brother came along. So 10, there's, a, yeah. there's a bit of an age difference. Ten years, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say most of your life. Most of your younger life. Yeah. Half your young, young formative years. Yeah. So, but you did share that sibling. Mm. I had one sister and a mom and... My dad and my mom were separated, so I'd see him every other weekend. Right. So I was primarily around two women. Yes. A lot. Mm-hmm. And my mom only had one brother and like four sisters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or three yeah. sisters. Um, so, yeah, three. I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that kind of stuff. There was just a lot of feminine energy around me. Yes. You can definitely tell that, you know, with... With me, like, I was trying to think, okay, well, then, like, where did... I had a lot more women around me, but they were very unhealthy, especially in their relationship to the way that they looked at men. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of brought up with this very weird portrayal of what men were actually like. And it's taken me a long time to realize that those things that I heard or that I saw were not really necessarily the man's fault. Right. You know, there were a lot, there was a lot of manipulation and from my mother was a great manipulator when it came to men. That was yeah. like how she got her way. That's what I grew up seeing. So I always felt like men were the bad guys and you know, yeah. It's, but yeah, that's a, that's a whole other story for a whole <laughs> other chapter. Anyways. Okay. So let's get to my, my notes. Um, first of all, I, I did want to say that I'm trying to make this not a sexist episode. I'm not right. a feminist. I, I love men and women. I think we are all unique individuals. Yeah. And so it's not sexist. It's hard in this day and age to even put an episode like this together because now we have, you know, people that are, are non-gender, they're non-binary, and you, you're adding right. this whole other element to it. And it's like, you know what? Our listeners, I've I've right. pulled them before. We have no transgender that I've talked to, so we're just going to go with strictly on right. them, you know. But that does not mean that we do not care about that community. But I do find it interesting the you know the points of view of from each side, yes, of the other two. Me too. Or even the points of view of others within your own realm, you yes. know, your own category, like for sure how. I don't relate to the the hard end of my scale. Right. I, either I don't relate that much to either hard ends. It's more of that mid. The mid. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it's definitely, I think if you can understand where somebody is kind of on the scale, that it helps you understand them a little bit more and what they need emotionally. And, you know, I think for whatever reason, we always take things personally. Like we think that because a person acts one way, it has something to do with us. But a man that's hard and masculine and and whatever, that's who he is. That has nothing to do with who you are. But if that doesn't mesh well with you, then you're not going to maybe you know go well together you got to find a combat like we're both in the middle of our Mm -hmm. skills i think that makes us an even better compatibility like you understand women and i understand men on a better level yeah um okay so so anyways we are continuing kind of a series here we've been talking about relationships and personalities and stuff like that and for a lot of people one of the most important lessons that were lesson learning relationships that we will experience is with our spouse or significant other mm-hmm. um which for most of most of us is the opposite sex but men and women are very different we don't just look different and have different body parts we also have different hormones and of course that that's also on a scale where women have, you know, estrogen is what we're mostly made up of, but we do have testosterone mm-hmm. and, you know, men are, are mostly testosterone. Yep. Um, women are, so I, yeah, I said that women are ruled by estrogen. Um, hormones control a lot more whether we realize that or not. You know, women, the, <laughs> men are always like, oh no, is this PMS? You know, when a woman freaks <laughs> out. And it, it's it's hard to be on the woman's side and say that I understand how this works and it's hard for us women to even like right. say that yes, it was PMS because we don't want to admit our hormones just made us crazy. Even though for me, it's like when I realize it's my hormones that have made me crazy, I kind of right. feel better. I'm like, oh, it wasn't just me. It was hormones. You're a crazy bitch, hormones. Well, that's what I mean. It's like we all, we all know, you know, as males and this, the whole human race in general, that women have to go through this. Yes. You know? And so do you question it sometimes in outbursts or something that happens? Is that a playing uh, a playing factor in this yeah okay maybe but i also know that each of us individually i would say honestly go through kind of hills and valleys yes for sure ups and downs Mm -hmm. you know like points and this could be uh, this could be anywhere from a moment to moment basis this could be a daily basis a weekly basis yeah monthly you know whatever but you go through highs and lows right um that's part of some people it affects them really greatly and it becomes like depression and, and totally and yeah whatever you want to call it but for some people it's just the norm too that this is kind of life this is how we sort of learn the difference between certain emotions right exactly and we learn to appreciate these for what they are mm-hmm. and look f- like say if you're in a in a low and feeling kind of bummed out well you know that there's something going to come along to brighten you up right? and make you feel... Well, you don't know that. You're hoping. You're maybe hoping, yeah. The depression is when you don't have that hope yeah. or you don't see that light, you know. But yeah. usually something comes along to brighten your day or a week or month or year. And 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 then you ride that wave for yeah, a little while. Exactly. So, um, You know, on the hormone front, I've talked about I'm going through mm-hmm. menopause. I'm going through early menopause. And it's really rough. Like mm-hmm. there's... But one of the things they say is you know, your moods, they, they fluctuate. And for me, this is hard because spiritually, I always want to be like, you know, 
like happy and peaceful and everything, but my menopause hormones are making me crazy, <laughs> you know? So you've been really good about that. We're, this is something that I, I like hope in relationships. If you can't talk about this, like if you're a woman that's going through menopause or if you're a man that sees that, you know, their, their woman is, you know, at this age and having some issues, talk about it. Yeah. Because if we didn't talk about it, you might not know why the fluctuations, like I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night, like last night, wide awake. 2.30 in the morning, wide awake. And if I didn't tell you that these are side effects of menopause, you might be worried. Right. You know, why are you awake at 2.30 in the morning? What's going on? So if we can communicate even about these types of things, you know, mm. it helps us to understand each other better, mm. for sure. Right. Um, you know, obviously I'm a woman, but... I have always felt like I didn't want to be what men stereotyped women as. And a lot of that is like controlling, you know, um, right. you know, you get into a relationship and that woman wants to kind of take control of your lives or what, or, or your life or whatever. I didn't want to be like that. And right. at an early age, so I kind of tried to learn more as I, that I could about men. And I feel like I had a lot of experience, especially since I started doing readings right. because now now I get to actually get into like the psyche yeah. and um, see relationships from a different angle. And so it really does help me understand how much different the, the sexes are. You know, um, I had mentioned, too, that my my mom was very manipulative with men and she played a lot of games. So I was kind of raised thinking that that's what you did, that if you wanted a man, if you needed a man, you had to find ways to keep him around. You had to manipulate him into being yours, whatever that was. And I, I knew that that was unhealthy as I got older. And so these are kind of habits that I think we have to break, too. And like there's a lot of women that are like, I would love to cast a love spell on this man so that he'll fall in love with me, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is why would you want somebody to love you that isn't compatible for you? Or, you know, isn't the right person. Yeah. We forget about these things. Yeah, you know? you're just forcing something that shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's see. So I asked our listeners, um, I, I had mentioned, I asked them if we, uh, they believe that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And so, you know, the results of this, 60% said that they really weren't sure. And that's kind of why, like, I feel like I had to explain this little scale that I was seeing, you mm -hmm. know, because I really wasn't sure either. Right. It's like, you want to say, well, yeah, we are so different, but at the same time, you can't categorize all men in one category and all women in one category. No, you know, and the other part too is that now we're we're in a generation, or we've been in several, a few of them now, where you've got more things coming to the forefront, like different sexuality preferences, right. um, even people that um, are gay, like from a very young age, that just know that that's that's who they are, right. So then you have to go, well, you would think on a man's scale, right? Yeah. If it's a guy and he knows at a very young age, let's say 10, that he's gay. Right. Um, that he's on the higher end of the feminine side. Right. You know, of the Mars scale. Right. Is that decision? Is that predetermined? I don't know. And I really don't care. Right. Because that's their life. That's right. their path. Right. Um, but, I mean, on the Venus scale. Because they would be more feminine. Well, I'm English. saying they're still a man. Still a man, but more feminine qualities. Right, yeah. which means they lower would be on the Mars scale, lower yeah. on the yeah. Mars scale. Okay. Excuse me. I just want but to clarify. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely. There, I would love to, like, if I could 
talk to, you know, gay men and lesbians about this and see, because I always wonder that, like, how does that work in their relationships? Is it actually easier because they understand each other more? Or is it harder because they have the same hormones and they, you know, sometimes the same isn't, isn't better, you know, they, I'm assuming that they're, those relationships are just as difficult, but for different reasons, probably, you know? Yeah. But so we have mentioned the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I just wanted to talk about it for a minute. Um, the book was written in 1992 by John Gray. It is one of the best-selling books of all time. Yeah. Um, 95% of our listeners have not read this, though. Only two people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I haven't either. We actually have a board game based on it, and I've never even opened it. I think I got yeah. it at a garage sale or something. Never even opened it. I never read it either. Yeah. Um, but the book's... It, explains how men and dif- men and women are different in their characters and their ways of thinking. It contains many suggestions for improving relationships between men and women through understanding the communication style and emotional needs of the opposite sex. Um, he also points out that being different isn't bad. It's actually an important part of our journey. It mm-hmm. really is. It's a part of the lesson because if everybody was like us, that would be really boring, you know? I, you know, I guess I feel like... It, uh... In a general synopsis, I could probably agree, like, men and women in general mm-hmm. are different. They have a different way of thinking, uh, even down to some of the simplest of things. Yeah. However, we're very much the same. But now that the, our species is evolving, you know? Yeah, so exactly. I don't know if this can really fully apply. Totally. In that with our scale, like right. with being just kind of the normal man and woman. Totally. Well, I'm going to read you a few things from this book so that we can discuss them and see, you know, right. wh- how accurate are they? Where do they fit? Um, so this is from the book. Men love to have their abilities recognized and appreciated and hate to have them scorned or ignored. Women love to have their feelings recognized and hate to have them ignored or scorned. Men desire that their solutions will be appreciated. Women desire that their assistance will be appreciated. I I mean, there's some of this that I can definitely recognize, you know, but I think that, like, I still have some of these things that they say men want. I, I still want to have my abilities recognized, you know? Yeah. I and I still want to have my feelings recognized. Right, exactly. And I do I can I can see where men are more about the solutions instead of like the support. Like mm-hmm. but I still want to give solutions. Yeah. And you still want to give support. So again, I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I with this book I'm glad I didn't read it. I think it may be out of date like you're saying. <laughs> I think a lot's changed since yeah. the 90s, honestly. I think so, too. <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay, here's another one. Men like to get to the point, generally only want to listen if they feel the conversation has a point, and generally only want to listen if they feel the conversation has a point. Generally, women enjoy talking and are happy to listen unconditionally. Again, I, I don't think that this is the case at all, because... I feel like you listen, we have conversations and, you know, you listen just fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we all do this kind of like dance in our heads where we think about what we're going to say next. And so it throws us off. But I think that's both on men and women's side, you know, 
And men enjoy talking and, you know, being happy and listening unconditionally. So I think that this book is probably... Yeah, I know a lot of talkative <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is one that I asked our listeners. I, I put this up and I asked how they felt about it. Men talk in very literal terms for the purpose of relaying information. Women employ artistic license and dramatic ability to fully impress and relate to their relate to their feelings. 40% said they weren't sure about that. 30% of women agree and 30% of women disagree. Um, I put up there, I wanted to know, you know, not just do you agree or disagree, but are you a man or a woman? You know, what's your feeling on this? Um, I think I took a screenshot of what she, Melissa said. Let me read you what Melissa said. She said, I think both of those statements depend on the person and what they're talking about. Men can be dramatic or excited or rambling just as a woman can, especially if something they are, if it's something they are passionate about. And when it's boring topic, you will rely the information and move on. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think yeah. that, the, you know. We all have some of these qualities, and it's all on a scale, you know? Yeah, I know I could talk your ear off about stuff that you're really good. Do I have to listen to this again? <laughs> but, that's okay. That's what know? my job is as yeah. a wife, you know? That, that's what we're here to do. You know, I, I've never really understood, like, couples that don't want to communicate with each other, that they just go about their daily lives, and it's, you know... I've. I think that the communication is like the most important thing, no matter what it is, even right. if it's just sitting there and just talking, right. you know, about nothing. But when you sit there and you talk about nothing, then it makes you more comfortable to talk about other things. Right. You know, if you're never even talking about anything, how are you going to talk about those big things? Being able to laugh together is probably, you know, yeah. I mean, talking is wonderful, you know, but laughing and even crying. Yeah. But laughing, you know, it's like, it's just, it is so healing. You yeah. Know? And especially for a relationship, I, I don't understand it either. Like couples that get up every morning and morning and that's like about as much as they say to each other. Yeah. Throughout the whole day. And, yeah. and they're off in their own space or own world. And yeah, I don't, you know, <clears throat> that point, I don't personally don't see the purpose of even being in that situation right you know i see things from a totally different angle now that i have this spiritualism and i see that the universe wants us to be happy yeah. and that's what our goal is here is to be happy and if we're with somebody and we're not happy we have to figure out the reason now we have a listener she'll know i'm talking about her but i'm not going to mention her name who when we first met and i started working with her was very unhappy in her relationship and so she wanted a relationship reading and this was a long time ago so i don't remember much about it mm. but i do remember telling her this is not a relationship issue this is a you issue yeah. and you need to figure it out and she did and she's so happy that she did and the relationship has gotten much better because yeah. a lot of times it is it's a problem within you um many years well not many many years ago i'm you know, aging myself now, but let's say it was probably five or six years ago. I was still kind of in this rut of not understanding that men don't read our minds. You guys don't have the slightest clue what we're thinking. We don't have the slightest clue what you're thinking. So to sit in your own mind and to argue with yourself because you think that the other person knows what you're thinking or feeling is not healthy. So I got this message that was basically like, 
no, it's not. It's definitely no offense towards you, so don't take it this way. But right. he doesn't know that you're feeling the way that you're feeling or you're thinking the way that you're thinking because you're not talking about it. Right. So you can't hold that against him. Right. Also, that you think very differently than I think. And right. so, like, where I may think that, or I don't do this anymore, but, you know, maybe I thought that you were thinking, you know, about something in particular or whatever, you know, it, it's kind of like knocking you back down and saying you're, you don't have the slightest clue what this person is thinking unless yeah. you actually talk to them about right. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It really helped me um, to just, you know, realize you don't, you don't know. And they're different. They think differently than you. That was the, right. the main message was, you know, he thinks very differently than you. And there's nothing wrong with that because right. you're, you're men and, and women. You're, you're two different, right. you know, completely different people. I, I will say that, you know, um, for me, the, just the difference in people, like from, you know, my previous marriage to you, that that took some time just to get adjusted to, like yeah. making me realize, okay, that not all women are the same. Right. Right. And I yeah. spent a lot of time in that relationship. So you get really used to things and sort of programmed. Yes. In your mind, how to act, how to react. Um, so I came off doing the same things that weren't working. And that's where I realized, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta change that right. because that's probably my biggest error, you know, is sort of prejudging a situation that, hasn't right. even occurred yet but yeah absolutely and and that happens because we get set in these we're like conditioned do you right. know what i mean and you don't have to be with somebody a long time for that to even happen i was in a shorter relationship before you and that relationship did more damage to me than anything right. and sometimes i think about like i'll be saying something to you and I'll stop myself and I'll because I'm still stuck in that don't say that, don't say that because that's wrong to say that. And then I realize that's not him. Right. He's a completely different person. But the right. damage that that person did, yeah. you know, and one of the things that I heard and it's kind of one of the things that used to cause the biggest problems in that relationship is talking about past relationships. This is something that I don't understand. Like, you're not with that person anymore. Right. Like, you and I talk about um, our exes, not not in derogatory ways, not right. what I'm talking about. We have a lot of experiences with our exes. We yeah. went to concerts. We went on vacations. Right. We had a wedding. We had all these experiences that are a part of our lives. And we need to be able to share those because those sure. are a part of us. And if you're always like, no, can't tell that story because that has an X in it or, oh, I should tell that story. But, you know, I have to leave the X out. Well, that's not healthy. Right. How yeah. are you communicating? How are you actually getting to know each right. other? You're censoring yourself. Yeah, you had a life prior so right i should know yeah like there's i see this on tiktok all the time women that will do these videos where they'll just be sitting there happy and then it's like then they have a thought of oh my husband had sex with other women before me <laughs> and they start getting all angry and it's like <laughs> oh my god like and that works on both sides that isn't always just women that do that we all have a past yeah, yeah. And you're, you know, you're supposed to experience life. You can't just sit there. Like, what, can right. you imagine if I would have sat there my whole life and gone, nope, waiting for Danny. Right. Nope, waiting for him. No, I mean, like, take for instance, like, I would say most guys would say when they're looking for a woman, they want somebody, um, you know, that's attracted to them, but also that's not controlling. Okay. Right. That's not dramatic. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, I guess there was one other I had important, but. 
kind of supports them, right? Yeah. In their emotionally, like in sure. their dreams, their goals, their interests, whether it's the the other person's interest or not. And this is like I'm talking about a man and a woman relationship. Right. But a woman could say the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. About what they're looking for in a man. Sure. So, like, for me, I think more times than none, being in music, that I see a lot of relationships where the other party is jealous because of the time it takes away from them. Right. And I struggled with that, you know, in my previous relationship. So that was, I think, one thing that I was kind of automatically on the defensive about with you when we first... Yeah. started because it's such a big part of my life right and for it's, sure it's basically what i've been doing since any relationship for the most part mm-hmm. on some level so you want to protect that it's like yeah. your thing you know whether you paint or draw or play music and which i do those other things too but this requires time away right often and that being supported by you in that situation, not even supported, but encouraged, um, was like such a huge shock mm-hmm. to my system. Yeah. To realize, whoa, this person's not against this. She's not jealous of it. Um, she sees and hears the beauty and the same things that I'm hearing. She's not, uh, she's on my team. She's yes. not an enemy. She's on my team. And, that was the one that really kind of started melting me, my more tough exterior. Only that tough exterior that maybe we kind of put on in a new relationship yeah. a little bit. Like, and I'm not going to fully give in. I'm yeah. Gonna, you know. Especially after a divorce. You're really scared to open yourself back up again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I also knew that, well, I want to be interested in things you're doing. Yeah. You know, not just you being interested in, in supporting what it is that I'm doing. But that for me was a big one feeling like, Oh, I don't have to deal with this in this relationship, which is so nice. I can be artistic and creative, um, and not feel guilty yeah, about it or made to be feel, you know, feel guilty about it. So, and again, like I said earlier, I talk your ear off about it tons <laughs> too much. And, but she's totally, um, you know, gracious with that as well. But the biggest one was just the overall, like understanding that we come home to each other. Right. We love each other and nothing right. is going to come first. This is a job. Right. Know? It's a job I love. Yeah. But we come first. Right. The family. Yeah. It, I think that there's different ways of dealing with these types of things. Like if you were, you know, not paying attention to me and mm-hmm. to your family, that would probably be different. But you do. You manage that well and balance it well. It, that's not a problem. Um, but I, I do see a lot of women that they don't like any time taken away from them. Right. And it's very important for you to have your own interests. You should. It's yeah. healthy. It's yes. like, you know, and it, it 
especially if it's like something like this that is your dream, why would I not want to persuade you to <clears throat> go further with it? Like, I want to see you achieve your dreams. I don't understand jealousy in, in relationships like that. Like, oh, no, you can't succeed more than I do. No, I hope you do. You know, please. <laughs> I mean, really, right. that's the way it should be. You, Like you said, you're on the same team. You should be supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So these feelings of, you know, if I was jealous over you going to practice, that would be silly. Right. You know, you go and, and have practice. You know, the, the guys come here and record and it's like, that's your time. Right. And like, I just let you do what you're going to do because, you know, you're going to come to bed when you're done. Right. So, and then we'll see each other the next day. Yeah. But a lot of women don't think of it that way. They want every minute or, you know, you have a family, you have to take care of them every minute or whatever. I'm not talking about all women. These are just problems that I see in my job, right. you know, and I know th- that are there. So well, even like for you, when your mom started, you know, getting in your ear <clears throat> about doing this podcast and, um, you know, when you first said it, it was like, what <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Like those are still a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, People listen to those. Sorry. Um, we had no clue. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have a clue at all. But it once it kind of settled in for me, I thought, well, this is a way for me to jump aboard like your train. Yeah. You know, like you're already kind of on mine and mm. you get to be surrounded by it mm-hmm. and see it and hear it. You know, the good, bad, the ugly, the indifferent. This was my chance. Right. To like jump on it and like, wow, that kind of sounds <clears throat> Exciting. Yeah. And fun. Scare yeah. a little scary. Namely because I'm not very technical. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. So that was a big you learned a lot. That was a big hurdle. Yeah. Um and then just like what what do we say? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And how I mean the first couple episodes I remember right. I think it was episode three, I started crying afterwards. Right. I was like, I can't do but, this. You know, like no mics dangling in front of your face, <laughs> just sitting around the coffee table or yeah. outside we could chatter all night long yeah but it was like all of a sudden you put this big black microphone in front of your face and you're like uh uh, uh where's the <laughs> the cricket sample <laughs> seriously no I, I i'm glad that we're able to do this together and and work together and you know i see a lot of couples that they can't even stand to be around <clears throat> each other for a few hours and those are the ones where it's like you got to reevaluate you know what what's the problem here is there really a problem too? Right. Like you got to look at it, right. you know, because I feel like, you know, we are together a lot and we're really good about that. But right. there's a lot of people that I couldn't have done that with. And there's a lot of people you couldn't have done that right. with. You have to find your match, you know, your, mm. your level that works the best with you. But sometimes your match is underneath something that you just have to dig out. Mm. Like you said, you know, you put up that wall, that, that, harsh exterior when you're in a new relationship because you don't want to get hurt or whatever. Um, And so sometimes that has to be chiseled away and then you have to get to the person that's inside. And so, you know, if you feel that you have to communicate about it, you know, I feel like we have something here, but what's, what's going on? Like, how can we make this better? That I think that's the biggest problem of this whole, you know, we're so different as men and women is that we're afraid to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're afraid to communicate with each other because 
what is it? We don't want to hurt each other's feelings. We don't want to argue, whatever. But it's those things that bring you closer together and that make you feel happier. And if a little bit of like arguing or whatever is, you know, it's just a little bit of arguing. If that makes things better, then what's the problem? You know, but we have this tendency as humans to not want to go through the hard to get to the good. We just want the good to come to us without having to face those things. It's communication. Yeah. I mean, like we've been kind of talking about, especially last week, I think we touched on it, was that that's all this world is, is relationships and communication with other souls that are in bodies like us. Right. Because when we leave, that's all, that's all staying here, except right. we all go there and we know each other and everything's copacetic, you know, it. So the more I look at it is everything is tied into relationships. All my lessons. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Are tied in to that. Yes. And it's so, um, I don't know. It's just eye opening. Yeah. When you kind of realize that that's what is most important. Right. I want to read you something and I want you to tell me from a man's point of view what you take from this. Okay. Okay. Um, men, if you ever want to help your wife, don't ask, what can I do to help? Just start doing something, anything for me to stop and think and explain what I need done. It's helpful when none of that needs to happen and I'm not spending even more energy uh, from a man's side. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know if I could totally hundred percent agree with it. Right. I would. I have no problem like going. Hey, she's cooking dinner. I'll put the plates and the silverware and the napkins down. That's right. kind of a no-brainer, right? But if she's in the process of doing something, maybe I'm not sure, or familiar, but it looks like it's a task that could use a hand, right? Then I would probably ask because there's something I can do to help. I think this is an area where women, men and women do the same thing, but let's just take this, this for an example. Okay. If you want him to do something and there's something specific that you want him to do, tell him you want him to do something specific. He does not know that you want him to just do whatever. He doesn't know. He can't read your mind. You know, if that's really what you want, then sit down with him and tell him that. Tell him, you know, when I'm in the middle of something, I would prefer you just, just do something. If, you know, if there's toys all over the floor, pick them up, right. you know, whatever it is. But you have to communicate that to your partner. Yeah. And if they don't hear you the first time, you have to communicate that to them a second time and a third time until they get it. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that that's going to change. Right. But that is not, I will tell you that that's not how all women feel. So I can't tell all men to act that way mm -hmm. because I would rather that you ask because like last night, I think it was last night I was cooking dinner and you came in, you started getting plates and sometimes it's helpful to have the plates on the table, but sometimes it's more helpful to have them there next to me. And last night I needed him next to me. So I was like, no, don't, don't do the plates. That's okay. And you were working. So I had already put silverware out and then you started grabbing silverware and I was like, it's okay. I already put it out. It's not a big deal. There's right. no reason, but I could have saved you the time by just <clears throat> saying, or if you could have saved whatever, we could have saved each other time by you saying, what do you need? Or, you know, whatever, mm. um, instead of just assuming. So it doesn't really matter to me, right. but I know, you know, for women, I think that you have to be a little bit more open-minded to the fact that he just doesn't know what mm. you want that's really what it is. And that's where and the communication even, comes it's in. It's not even a, you know, uh, 
necessarily a man and a woman thing. No, this that's could true. be happening in all relationships. Yeah, in all relationships that you just don't know what the other is thinking, and the communication is the key. And this can be go as far as, and which some people don't want to talk about, into the bedroom. Like, yes. what's good for you? What's not good for you? Right. Like, talk about it. Right. Like, talking about sex makes it more comfortable. Yes. Talking about anything in our lives makes it more comfortable. Absolutely. I, I think that's a, a topic <clears throat> that a lot of people are afraid to talk about, even in their marriage. And I don't understand that because this is the person that you want to be with. And it's the person that should know you know, what is going on inside your head? Like, what is it that you, you know, if there's things you want to do, if you want to experiment in your, in your life, this person should know about it. Don't feel like you, you can't talk about those things. But if you want to talk about those things, you have to make it safe for your partner to talk about it. That's, I think, where we can get, especially with women, I do see this a lot. Women are like, no, he shouldn't do that while they're doing it on the other side. Yeah. Porn's a big one. I'll yeah. just throw it out there. <laughs> Women like to say, you shouldn't watch porn, that's cheating. And then they go and watch it themselves. Right. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You can't You, you can't be like that. Yeah. You know? Um, you may think your intentions are different than what he's are, but you're not in his head. It's really just about understanding each other individually and what makes the other person happy and and that really can help relationships so much just being open about it and not you know thinking that you're i don't i don't want to say have the upper hand but like oh this is the way i want it and this is the way it's right. it's going to be there has to be like you know a compromise too like i have a list here okay of how to communicate better with the opposite sex and one of those is look for compromise like if there's something that you know one that your spouse is doing that you know you don't like or whatever anything <clears throat> there's a middle ground find the middle ground what what'll make both of you happy because mm -hmm. you can't just please one person then you're totally displeasing the other one there has to be compromise in any relationship yep but also on this list is listen it's funny we we met somebody the other night who she asked again what my name was. Do you oh, remember yeah. this? <laughs> she asked, I'm sorry, I totally forgot what your name was. And I, I, she said, I don't know why I do that. I do that all the time. And I said, you know why? It just like came to me. I'm like, because we all do this. We're so busy thinking about what we're going to say next right. that we totally forget what the person's name was. There's a movie called, I think it's called The House Bunny, where every time she meets somebody, she repeats their name back to them with like this weird tone. Like she goes, Samantha, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> and it freaks people out. They're like, what's the matter with you? But it helps her remember their name because, <laughs> yeah, because then it like, sounds like something your mom would do. Oh, totally. Right. But hers were all nicknames. Hers were She would be like, wait, <laughs> let me give you a nickname now but yeah if you're thinking about you know what you're going to say next you're not going to hear that person tell you what their name is true. and that happens in all conversations you're not going right. to hear you know if you're thinking you know what are, what am i going to say next you're not hearing what they're actually saying so you have to stop and listen and you know like there's times we'll get into discussions and it's like you want to address something or i want to address something that you're talking about right now and we know that it's going to go on but you want to like point something out right now uh -huh. so like in this situation i've thought like maybe you need a little like piece of paper write right. things down or raise your hand you know because we do need to be able to go back and forth like sure, that yeah. in, and be able to listen. But at the same time, we have to listen to, you know, what they're saying right. at that time. Um, respond with empathy. I can't even express this one enough. 
Like if if your spouse or partner comes to you and says that they're feeling a certain way, don't get mad. Because that's how they're feeling. They're coming to you and they're saying, I feel this way. And I hear that so much from women that they're like, I don't want to go to my husband and tell him this because I don't want him to get mad. But how are you going to communicate? So the woman has to feel safe. Or really, this is both sides, either way. But let's just say in this case, the woman needs to feel safe that she can express how she's feeling to the man without him getting upset. Mm. So he has to make her feel safe to do that. Yeah. But in return, she has to make it okay for him to respond the way that he needs to respond without getting defensive. Mm -hmm. So it's all just really about learning to communicate. And I'm not, you know, an A-plus communicator by any means. But I'll tell you that I have learned a lot through this spiritual awakening and through being able to help people with their relationships. And and a lot of times I'm faced with things that remind me of things about myself. Mm -hmm. And that really helps to make me go, okay. I get it a little bit more, you know, if we could just understand each other more. Um, Own up to your own issues is another one. Because if we're always sitting there going, I'm fine, I'm perfect, you know, this is one, like, that for me, it's, even if I'm called out on it, like, I'm like, no, because I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I have my problems and, and, you know, we all do. But before, like many years ago, I would have been like, I'm not the problem. Mm. I'm not. Now I have this voice in my head all this time that tells me, maybe you're the problem. I think one good point for me that I kind of learned early on was that, especially in an issue when you're addressing your feelings or something about how you might feel, that your sentences don't start with you. That's very true, yeah. It's more about, I feel like this when this occurs, right? right? Okay, so, because nobody wants to hear, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. And you think about when you're ha- when you're in a relationship, whether it's a friend or a romantic relationship, and things are great and communication's great, there's no problem. Right. Right? It's until somebody's feelings get hurt. That's right, yeah. And when feelings get hurt, then all of a sudden enter the ego. True. And pride. These things um, can debilitate us more than they can help us. Absolutely. So <clears throat> once those enter the picture... It has everything to do with how we respond. That's right. When our feelings are hurt. So I learned that. And it's helpful, you know, to yeah. try to stay away from, you know, you did this, you did that. People get mad, people lose their cool, that happens. But if that's a regular way that you communicate, maybe take a look at that. Right. Maybe that has something to do with how people are responding to you. Right. Yep. Uh, the next one you had mentioned a little bit ago is don't assume. Don't ever assume. Yeah, don't. Because that was, like you said, that was one that you, like from your previous marriage, just assumed that things were going to be the same, you know, right. because that's what you had learned. Right. So if we just, you know, don't, if we ask or whatever, whatever it is that we need to do to just not put up a story to what's going to happen or whatever or what right. has happened, because you don't know until right. you ask. That's you true. really don't. Um, and learn nonverbal cues. That is a very good one. If like you and I are very good at reading each other's energy, like almost too good. Like when yours is slightly off, I'm like, I hey, fuck. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> because you, can, I can feel it so easily now, you know. But it does help. It helps when you can tell, you know, 
the the facial expressions, the way the body moves, whatever those are, so that maybe you can even tell the way that this person is acting has nothing to do with me. They're frustrated about whatever it is that they're working on, you know. Um, So those kinds of things, you know, learning their nonverbal cues really, it really can help. Yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure. Yep. So that is my episode for you. I actually have a lot more, but we're out of time. So I think that's plenty. I think we get the point. Yeah. Add that to your part two list. Part two. Yeah. yeah. The differences between men and women. It is. uh, Yeah. It's big. It is. But it's, you know, we're still of the same race. We are. Right. We're Mm -hmm. still a human race. Yeah. So we have all these similar body organs and we have some that are different. But the one thing we all do have is the same feelings. Yeah. We all have feelings. We yep. all have feelings. Yep. And so if we could do better to consider each other's feelings more in our process. Right. Um, we would have better communication. And and if we like communication, learning how to communicate is not easy. Like I seriously feel like sometimes I have a marriage counselor in my head all the time, you know. <laughs> But most people do not have that. Sometimes you need to learn how to communicate better, whatever, however it is. You know, read a book, go to a therapist or whatever. Try small things, you know, baby steps. Don't expect that it's all going to change overnight. But take those baby steps to understand each other better so that you can be happier and your spouse can be happier. Because that's that's something else is it's like, why do you want to be, why do you want somebody else to be miserable? Like, I want you to be happy. That's like one of my biggest things is I want you, Marina, to be happy. And that makes me happy. Mm. So why would I want to make you miserable or see you miserable? Where it's like some women, I feel like they enjoy seeing their husbands miserable. Well, why wouldn't you, why do you want him to be like that? Mm. You know, because then the the importance is solely on you. I don't understand. But yeah, support, love, concern, all those things. You married this person, you Mm. know, you made a commitment. So, yeah. Yep. I so. agree. Anyways, that is our episode oh, for hooray. you. Yay. Good job. Good job to you too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, before we say goodbye to all of our friends, would you like to share your page? Yes, you can find me on the web at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. If you'd like to set up an appointment with me, you can email me too. I get this a lot. Um, you could just email me beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. Easy. Uh, and then if you'd like to reach us at the show, we are spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. You can Very reach good. us there. Yes. And then you, sir. Yes, for my art, uh, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram and Facebook. And for Gypsy Brown and the web, gypsybrown.com for the web, sorry. At Gypsy Brown Band for Facebook and at Gypsy Brown, excuse me, at Gypsy Brown Music for Instagram. That's just too much. It is. You need like one link. But just a reminder, <laughs> tickets are on sale at eventbrite.com for October 1st show at the Canyon Club. So if you're interested, please go. Yay. Yeah. Buy tickets or message me privately. I We have tickets that you want to come pick them up if you're local. Yeah. You can buy them that way too. Very good. Because we so. do have a lot of local listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. That we do. Um, I did. Yeah, me too. I Go out, do. be a man, be a woman, be both, whatever it is. <laughs> Just realize there's differences in people. Yeah. Like, this guy needs to do, like, a 2.0 version of this yeah, book. He does. And call it, I'm from Mars and <laughs> they're from Venus. 
Because, you know, we can't really say how it works in every relationship because yeah. not every relationship is heterosexual. Yeah. First and foremost. Well, no, so. And no two relationships are the same. And no two no, people, two people really, are the same. So. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that's just to the Two author if you're out there. Yeah, if you're listening. You could have another <laughs> New York Times bestseller yep. you know, on your hands if you take my advice. I would like 15% of yeah, the idea. Yeah, especially though. about the scale that I talked about. <laughs> that, But I got to share that with the universe because that was their idea. <laughs> so anyways, that, anyways, that's my two <laughs> Well, we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. And until next week, peace and love. love.